kind of like did take social media a bit more serious in college, mainly because I was like, okay, I did see that like artists were using it as a tool to like connect with each other and like seeing people actually getting jobs out of sharing their art and stuff like that. So I did post like more board stuff and obviously took it a bit of more like a professional approach to social media, like actually connecting with board artists and stuff was like really fun. Hello, welcome everyone to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising black, indigenous and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Raymond Ozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamura-Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guest this week is Amy Sanchez. She is a Latina artist working as a storyboard artist. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself? Hi, yeah, I'm Amy. I went to Laguna College of Art and Design for animation, graduated 2020. And I was born and raised in uh, Redondo Beach, moved to Anaheim for a little bit. Now I'm back in L.A. in Burbank uh, working at Nick. It's been a blast. Awesome. Can't wait to learn more about you. But before that, the way we like to start off on Straight Ahead is by playing a little game called In Between. We're going to give you two similar choices and then you have to choose in between the two of them and let us know why. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, I'll start us off with the first question. Would you rather join Mario in Mario Party or in Mario Kart? Ooh, probably Mario Kart. Like, oh, like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I just like I've always like, first of all, I'm a huge like Mario fan. I've always loved Mario Kart and like, like parties like super fun. But like I, I Mario Kart games are just like the ones I like always turn to. And like, it's just so oh. fun. Like all the bike designs and like the <laughs> the cart designs are really cute. And I don't know, I just it, I think it'd be more fun. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Would you would you rather ride a bike than a cart? I think so. Yeah, I always stick to like oh. the bikes. <laughs> you could do little wheelies or at least like in the Wii, you could do wheelies. But um, still, it's still fun to, like, <laughs> yeah. to see the maneuver differently. It's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart recently with the wife and my family. It's been it's been fun. I don't know. Like, I think I think the carts are really cool. Like I, racing is a lot of fun. There's a larger cast of characters in Mario Kart. You know, it feels like a bigger event. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Mario Party, there's just so, so much more different games. Like, I, I, I feel like I can only go around the track so often. Like, so, yeah, I think I think I'd rather join Mario in like in, in Mario Party and just try to see if I can collect the stars and like, I don't know, just, yeah, the different mini games. What about you, Yuki? I think I would also go for Mario Party. I like I've been go-karting before and it is super fun. But like, I prefer like a board game, like a, you know, oh, you roll the dice and like sometimes you get lucky and like you do stupid <laughs> stuff and like then you get stars at the end like best hairdo or whatever like <laughs> the <laughs> bullshit that they give you at the end of Mario Party. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I like the variety. I think there's just like uh, uh, more fun and even though you uh, break friendships, I really think like, I don't know, it's a fun <laughs> thing to do with other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I've done go-karting for my birthday like last year and like even though they told us not to, like we kept accidentally bumping into each other. Like a friend <laughs> of, of mine course, was no, super vicious. Like David Deba was super vicious when he was like driving and bumping into people. Like, yeah, and everybody woke up sore the next day. Like everybody's like shoulder oh, blades no. are like aching and stuff. Like all of us, like we're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> uh, it was it was a lot of fun, but yeah, it, was, it definitely took a toll on her body. I can only imagine trying to do that in Mario Kart and just like where you're where you're meant to like crash into people, throw shells and like. <laughs> 
get freaking <laughs> torpedoed by like whatever every little item it's all about the adrenaline like the, yeah. the drive literally <laughs> like <laughs> the need for speed fun. the speed yeah <laughs> yeah awesome he's always fun but just like i always turn to like mario kart it's like i don't know it, mm. like i've never like okay I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bit of like a little like speed demon on the road because like okay, <laughs> I, I like I don't know. I'm like every Californian on the road like speed, so it's like might as well join them. So it's like mm. <laughs> I always wonder like oh, what's it like to actually like go crazy fast and like also throw stuff at people? Like I don't know, mm-hmm. it's so fun <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, next question: Which demon would you rather have in your heart? Pochita from Chainsaw Man or Kurama from Naruto? Ooh, oh my gosh, that's hard. Uh, mm, I'd have Pochita, <laughs> not gonna lie. Like, because I love Naruto. I've been like a fan since day one, out of the womb, like big Naruto fan. But like, Naruto so mean. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, always like taking the piss out of like Naruto and just like, Telling him that, like, he'll never, like, you can't control me and stuff like that. But, like, Pochita, like, he's just a little, like, puppy in your heart. And he just wants the best for you. And I'm like, I need that. I need a yeah. little, like, baby inside of me that is, like, you know, loves me and, like, gives me crazy chainsaw powers. Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's definitely a fair point that you bring up. Kurama is definitely a bit of a jerk, especially in the beginning. Like, it takes, like, so many seasons for, like, Naruto to finally, like, make Kurama fairly chill and like actually kind of nice <laughs> but I feel like if I can do that I would rather like go what is it beast mode like mm, yeah, or yeah. Yeah, mode. yeah like that would that would be so dope and like I, I'd have like this nice cool like golden aura color palette to myself <laughs> I don't know like I feel like I feel like uh but yeah Kurama is such, such a dick and like he, yeah, he wants to basically take over my body so I'm not letting <laughs> yeah. him with great power comes great emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I'll 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 take it. I'll 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 be like emotionally messed up just to Karama's <laughs> oh <my> powers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go through life for everybody hating me just because oh, I have a man. demon inside me. That's oh. so sad. It's so sad. And, and then then I'll take it out on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is hard because I think Kurama is super cool, but I agree with with Amy. Like Pochita is like, ah, uh, they're so cute. Like at first, I mean, like he's just like a little. You're like, what is that? Like a little like bean with just like a chainsaw coming out of him in the like first episode or whatever. And uh, all they do is eat plain ass bread. And they're like, man, wouldn't it be great to eat bread with like a little bit of jam? I hear people do that. Oh, what a great dream to have. And I'm like, there's so much to life than, there's so much more to life than jam on bread. But like, you're so right, dude. It's so good. And like the reason, Ray, I know you haven't seen it, but the reason why like Pochita is inside of Denji, the main character, is because he's like, I want to see your dream. And the dream is fucking eating jam on bread. I'm like, well, I, I need a little guy to support me in my dumb dreams. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I love that. <laughs> Denji oh, deserves great. the world. Every, like someone save him. <laughs> Somebody save our boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, Amy, for playing in between with us. Hopefully, you had some fun there. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was fun. Actually, no. Uh, can it do you take critiques? Actually, I have. Yeah. Like, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, do you, <laughs> what did you like? Oh, um, all right. I guess the interview's over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, and to our audience if you have any suggestions for future in between questions send us a message either on twitter or instagram at straight ahead ap or send us an email at straight ahead podcast at gmail.com so uh without further ado thanks again amy for being on we're super happy to have you yeah i'm excited to be here it's so exciting <laughs> So uh, with that said, could you tell us how you first got your start working in the animation industry? Uh, yeah, I started next month. It's going to be like a whole full year since I like got into the industry with the oh, help of, wow. like, Exciting. All right, you know, Nick Paris, like I uh, he was able to like help me land a job on like his production. Mm-hmm. And I like just went in storyboarding like straight up like I didn't even do like any previous like revision work or anything like first gig oh wow out of the water storyboarding so i was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had a really good time on the production it was really fun yeah i just now i'm here also storyboarding again second gig and it's been a crazy wild ride but yeah like i first met nick through abby lee's one of her streams during uh feb Feb bordered oh my gosh how do you pronounce that it's like (laughs) feb bordered yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like she was streaming last year with like a bunch of board artists and like she got me, Nick and a couple other people in and me and Nick after were just like talking and he was able to like, you know, help me land a job there. So it was just like it was pretty straightforward. Like, I I don't know. I didn't go Mm -hmm. through like any like crazy hoops or like anything to really get here. But like, yeah, it's been fun. (laughs) That's awesome. That that means like you really had like like either seller portfolio, you had the skill set there to like, you know, have for the production, have confidence in you to like do the job. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone uh, was like crazy supportive and like, we're super understanding of the fact that like, this was my first job and Mm -hmm. like every, I like learned so much like on that production. Yeah. And like, I'm able to like utilize what I learned there on what I'm on right now. I'm on Rugrats right now, uh, Nick. So it's like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's fun to be like constantly learning and to like, just see like my skills and like my technicalities and just my sensibilities improve. Uh, I don't know. It's been re- super fun. Mm-hmm. Was that all remote for you? Like when you were applying, cause you mentioned you graduated in 2020, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked remotely cause I was with Nelvana, which is a Canadian studio. Um, oh, so okay. I couldn't really like go in the office or anything, even though the production was like for a Nick show, like they didn't mm-hmm. really have like offices or anything for us. Um, so it was all remote, but now I'm doing like a hybrid situation where like sometimes I'm in the studio, sometimes I work from home. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess a question that I have for you is like you hit storyboards like from the ground running in your first job. Like how was like that kind of transition from you from doing boards now, like for production on a professional level versus, I guess, being a student prior, like, you know, just doing your own boards in your own time frame. Like how was that shift for you? It's an interesting shift. I really like you know, the schedule structure that I have where it's like, I constantly get like check-ins and like making sure I'm hitting deadlines and stuff. Whereas like if when I was like a student, I kind of didn't really have that groundedness or just like really like a whole understanding of like the pipeline and scheduling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like it, it was a bit of a drastic shift, but like I always honestly didn't mind it. I was like kind of always seeking some sort of like solid structure. 
um, when it came to like art and just like storyboarding in general. So like I, it was drastic, but like I didn't mind it at all. Mm. I kind of really prefer it. I really like, you know, working with a team, like making sure like everything that I'm doing has like a lot of clarity and making like the right decisions and like meeting desires, like the director's desires. Like, I don't know, I'm having like a really good time and like I really prefer like just the solid structure uh, as opposed to like in school and like uh, being outside of school and like trying to work on like my personal boards. Like it just, it felt weird being on like my own and like not really having a sense of direction in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I totally feel you. I feel like I honestly really enjoyed my time in school just because I had a structure. I had like deadlines, I had assignments, I had things to kind of keep me focused and working. And like, which is also mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I like, you know, I like my job is that like deadlines and stuff help keep me focused and it helps me like time out like what I need to get done at a certain point. Like I need a lot of motivation to get something done like on my own, like outside of work. Like I, I do stuff like I still do like other things, but like having like an actual schedule or having knowing that somebody's relying on me to do something mm-hmm. motivates the hell out of me. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. feel the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next thing I kind of wanted to ask is that so uh, you worked on two productions so far. How has like one production differ from the next? Like how have you feel like you've learned and progressed from your first job to your next? Um, It's been kind of crazy because the what I'm on right now, Rugrats, it's 3D and like I mm-hmm. didn't learn anything about like 3D shows like at, at school and like it was something I was like very curious about like in school and outside of school and like on my last production. My last production was 2D and um, it's been a, like a bit of a dramatic shift where like I have like so much freedom now I can like place the camera wherever I want. Uh, but I also have to like think of uh, like the settings, posing and everything a bit more like diligently. Mm-hmm. It's just been like really fun to like, it feels like an experiment, you know, it's like I'm really like <laughs> using all parts of my brain to like, make everything look clear and but like yeah on my last production things kind of had to be like super duper flat and like i mm. could go all out with like posing and stuff but like i had to keep like you know backgrounds flat i couldn't really do anything dynamic so going from like being completely flat to like being completely dynamic it's mm-hmm. it's been a crazy shift but so far mm-hmm. i'm like kind of getting the hang of it and like again i didn't really learn a whole lot about it in school so uh, just kind of like figuring out like on my own and also like having my team with me, helping me like walking me through it. It's been a really good time. So mm-hmm. like being dynamic in the way that you describe it, is that just using more like grids in your boards, you know, like more perspective and stuff like that? Because as far as I understand, I mean, Red Rats is like not a like action dynamic, right? Like sort of show. Mm-hmm. So what do you what exactly do you mean by like dynamic? Are you just using perspective more like yeah, are, just, are the camera yeah. angles more dramatic? Yeah, like dramatic camera angles, like in yeah, messing with perspective a bit more, which is fun. That's basically it. Yeah, just like messing with the camera a lot more. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I think if I remember correctly, I think like uh, at least the older guys, they had like definitely like a lot more upshots to kind of have that weird fisheye thing as like, like yeah. the babies are like walking through. So that's definitely a lot more. Yeah, dramatic or dynamic versus just having the camera flat on a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, they're they definitely trying to, like, replicate that, like, fisheye, like, upward shot, like, all the time. Trying to replicate those sensibilities in the 3D show as well. So, like, mm-hmm. when you're looking at the babies, like, you're always kind of, like, looking up at them, like, from their perspective almost. Because you're trying to get to, like, their eye level, making sure, like, mm-hmm. you're kind of in the universe, in, like, the environment with them. So, like, playing around with that has been really fun, too. Mm-hmm. 
the next thing I kind of want to ask, you mentioned it briefly, but like, how do you feel your education at the Laguna College of Art and Design prepared you for your career in animation? Okay, hot take. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like, I want to preface this by saying like, this is just my experience. Um, mm-hmm. And like other people that I graduated with can like kind of testify the same way. Like the school that, uh, yeah, Laguna College of Art and Design, their animation program I wouldn't say is the best and like did not really prepare me. Unfortunately, Mm. it was just Mm -hmm. like run like the chairman's were like not really understanding of like how the industry currently is Mm -hmm. like in Mm. most art schools. Like you do get a lot of like older instructors and professors that have worked on like, you know, big Disney movies, big DreamWorks movies and stuff like like they're a big part Mm -hmm. of like the older crowd, which is fine. That's completely fine. I understand. But like for some reason, I got dealt like with <laughs> older Disney animators who just for some reason could not conform to like current industry standards and refused yeah. to like let students actually like understand the current mm. pipeline. And like I didn't even get to learn about Storyboard Pro until after college. They kept telling mm. us like, "Oh, you have to like learn all that stuff on your own." And it's like, well, then why am I here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, I have, I had like a handful of like amazing teachers there who like, I still like, like take their instructions and take their teachings like to heart. Mm -hmm. But like, for the most part, I didn't really get to learn a whole lot about like storyboarding and like what I really wanted to focus on. I learned how to be a really great animator, but like, I don't know, that can only really go so far in terms of like storyboarding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Unfortunately, like, I don't think they really prepared me for um, the industry. But, you know, like, I just took it, like, as it is. And I made a bunch of, like, incredible friends and, like, met a lot of, like, incredible teachers and stuff. But, yeah, I just had to, like, kind of learn things on my own, which is, like, unfortunate because, like, I am in debt. But, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, that, that's just my experience, though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who maybe were in a similar position, like went to a school where they didn't teach exactly what you were looking for in terms of like the skill set or like current standards for industry specifically. Like obviously you can mm. get a good, you know, basis on your your artist artistic education. But how did you go about supplementing your, you know, where you felt your education was lacking? Like what are the specific things that you did? Did you just like look online? Did you take like, did you pay for courses online or were you doing like a uh, study just from like, you know, free resources on YouTube, you know, that kind of stuff? What were you doing? Uh, I was doing uh, uh, both. I took like a couple online courses through I took a course through the Story Artist Academy and mm. I uh, mm. took another course through Warrior Camp. And like those have been mm. like super helpful and like very beginner friendly. And like it was already like stuff that I, had, I hadn't learned through like my one storyboard class that I had in college but it was still like very informative and taught by instructors that were like actually in the industry currently so they obviously like were able to help Mm -hmm. students with like storyboard pro and like actually tell you what studios are expecting from storyboard artists which was like super refreshing and like what I really Mm -hmm. needed to hear and I've also like Mm -hmm. taken a workshop at concept design academy which is like I believe yeah down here I want to say Pasadena, but it could be wrong. <laughs> um, uh, and like that was incredibly like helpful and super informative. And like I had taken that workshop during like my junior year of college. And like I remember leaving thinking like, wow, I learned so much in one night than I did like in my entire like, you know, student like 
career. Yeah. I don't know. It was just so mind blowing and crazy how like all these resources were like so informative and like really mm-hmm. nice to have. So mm-hmm. I've taken like online courses, took that workshop, and I've also like just like studied films and shows and kind of just like did my own little like practices and like just little exercises by myself and like yeah, pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I guess something I kind of also want to ask, because like it is kind of common for somebody to go to like a college that doesn't entirely teach what you want to teach. Or sometimes the programs are slightly out of touch. Like there is no perfect program. And sometimes like, you know, an expensive art school is out of reach for like the, the average person. Like not everybody can go to Cal Arts. But what made you decide to go to Laguna College of Art and Design over like, you know, Fullerton or like Northridge or other like state schools that have like a, some sort of animation program? I've always known that I wanted to be an artist. So like I kind of was just like okay I'm an artist I have to go to art school like it's literally the only way like I always see like <laughs> people's like tumblr blogs like mm-hmm. uh, mentioning like going to art schools and like I've seen like people's twitter posts about going to art school so it's like okay like this is literally like the only decision decision that I have and I for some reason I was like very afraid of like going to like a state school and like not mm-hmm. receiving the education that I needed in terms of animation and I mm-hmm. like I had strictly thought like okay it's an art school like they have to take this seriously and like unfortunately I didn't get that it, yeah it's your, it's your only focus it's like you don't you don't have to deal with GEs like you do like at a state school which is for some people like a downside yeah exactly like I didn't want to like take actual math courses or like history I mean I did take like art history but yeah I just like I solely thought that like you know art schools solely believe in like teaching students about art and literally you're kind of I, I thought I like it was going to be like tunnel vision like I just needed to like strictly focus on like animation mm-hmm. so that's mainly why I chose it I also chose it because of like the price like <laughs> um the tuition <laughs> back then was like kind of on like the cheaper side as opposed to like CalArts so like mm-hmm. I was like oh this everything's kind of working out in my favor so I just went ahead with that mm-hmm. mm. no yeah that totally makes sense I think like both Yuki and I we went to state schools and we both got like uh, at least I feel I'm not gonna speak on Yuki but I feel like I got the education that I needed and I got the structure that I needed but like I also same school I also know a couple of students that the structure just wasn't for them like it wasn't what they wanted like there is some people that wanted it to be purely like I wish we can just do yard classes or I wish we can just do this because like the way our program was set up is that we had to do GEs but in the first couple years of the program we had to learn all different fundamentals we had to learn to figure draw to paint to animate and all that stuff before we started honing in on our focus and some people were just like no i know i want to be this specific thing i don't want to learn about this other stuff just let me do this thing and so sometimes yeah just the structure of a program might not jive with what you're wanting to get out of it and that's kind of like the downfall sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely like i really enjoyed learning the fundamentals of like you know figure drawing animation like literally all parts of like the animation pipeline and just like in general like sharpening like your skills and your craftsmanship i found that like very helpful i really loved like i had like color and composition classes that helped me with coloring and like understanding like you know lighting and like just colors in general and like i really enjoyed figure drawing classes even though like we had like the most terrible like seats like you know those like horse like yeah yeah like Uh. (laughs) uh, i hated those so much but like actually like seeing a model and like using like charcoal or like pencil um was like super fun like i i really enjoy Mm -hmm. it (laughs) i really miss that yeah and like i i definitely believe that like fundamentals are like super important for colleges Mm -hmm. the problem like with my program is that it was kind of just fundamentals 24 7 like Mm -hmm. i didn't really Mm. 
like for my first animation class, like we did everything on pencil and paper. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's fine. Like I'm getting like a full understanding of like, you know, working on ones and twos and like how animators like used to animate, like, you know, the classic Disney movies and such. Like I thought it was like a really good ground. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to like the next step and like maybe use like Toon Boom products and like uh, Mm -hmm. TV paint. But like we never actually got the opportunity to do that. We just kept doing everything on pencil and paper. Like every animation Mm -hmm. class is just like, you keep uh, animating on pencil paper, but like your assignments just get like kind of longer in terms of like, you know, oh, animate like a one minute scene now or now do a two minute like scene. And it's like mm-hmm. it was unfortunately where we were just like all kind of like stuck in one place and we couldn't really like actually advance. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's good to learn the fundamentals, but it's even better once you can start applying the fundamentals to making your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the next thing I kind of want to segue into is that like with social media kind of being such a helpful tool for like artists, how have you approached social media? I honestly just like <laughs> I try not to take it too seriously. I literally just mm-hmm. like in my free time, I'll draw like just fan art or just doodles and then post those and then run away. Like I won't try and like really <laughs> like I won't try and like look at the comments a whole lot or like I don't know, really see what like I don't know. I get kind of like anxious on social media. Like Mm. I know like people like to like be really social on it because, you know, you're kind of like hiding behind a screen and like you can type whatever you want. But like for me, it's just like when someone like wants to engage with me, I kind of like feel like I'm in like an actual like in person like situation where I'm just like uh, I get like kind of anxious. So it's like Mm. I just kind of like post my art, let people see it. And if they like it, they like it. Then that's cool. And yeah, I just kind of like just have fun with it i don't really want to like like take it too seriously where i don't know i I kind of like overanalyze a whole lot in terms of like comments and like engagement and stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. okay no that makes sense i like i like the you saying post and just running away i I think that's really great that's a a funny visual in my head (laughs) but i guess like the other thing too i kind of want to bring it back is that was it through social media as well that like you got invited by abby to be on the fredboard Feb board. It Feb works boarded. great visually. It's hard saying. It. <laughs> it's so nice to like type it out, but to like actually say it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like I kind of like did take social media a bit more serious in college, mainly because I was like, okay, like I did see that like artists were using it as a tool to like connect with each other and like mm-hmm. seeing people actually getting jobs out of like you know sharing their art and stuff like that. So like. I did post like more board stuff and obviously took it a, a bit a bit of more like a professional approach to social media. So like actually connecting with board artists and stuff was like, like really fun. And like, yeah, I did meet Abby through social media, through Twitter. And uh, yeah, it's fun making connections that way. I think it's like super helpful for artists who like are really looking for a job and like actively like also just seeking out friends and social connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. And yeah, I think Social media is such a hard topic to kind of like navigate through. And I think because, uh, again, it can be really, really helpful. It can be uh, like a lot of people are kind of using it as, as a second portfolio or like almost like a mini portfolio for like job recruiters, for kind of getting your stuff out there, for building your name. But also, like if your stuff doesn't get a lot of engagement or your stuff isn't taking it off, it can. I feel like the, the, the biggest thing to kind of take away or to constantly keep in mind is that the likes and the followers isn't a representation of your actual art skill or your value. Mm. I think that's like the hardest part to kind of navigate through, but I think it can definitely be a great resource just to kind of get your work out there and like see how people react to it. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of posts uh, of your posts on Tumblr. <laughs> Super cute. Really fun. <laughs> Thank you. But I think on Tumblr, it's it's nice because you can use the hashtags to kind of like keep your own profile organized. So like, you know, you, you post something and then you'll put like, like whatever fandom it's from, like, I don't know, Mario or Tokyo Mew Mew or whatever. And then like, mm-hmm. it's nice for yourself, but then other people can just find it. <laughs> Do you ever engage with the uh, community and uh, fandom that way? Or like you're just not, not into it? <laughs> um, like, yeah, I'm not really super into like engaging with followers and stuff. I like even like when I first started using like art sharing sites like DeviantArt when I was back in middle school, like mm-hmm. I never really like, I don't know, wanted to like build like a community. I just literally like I've always been the one to just like post whatever and then like literally not think about it. <laughs> but like every now and then I will like comment back on like uh when someone leaves a comment I'll comment back or sometimes like just leave a comment on someone else's post about like a discussion of fandom but like I was never really one to like get into like fandom drama or anything like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just not me mm-hmm. I like to like kind of like sit by the wayside and just like share my stuff when I can mm-hmm. and like yeah I kind of just use I've always been using that approach just like sharing my stuff letting people see it you know if they want to engage that's fine but like i i like to keep to myself a lot i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. sure um so i guess another thing i want to ask is uh are you currently working like on any personal projects or anything kind of in your off time um it's been really hard to actually sit down and work on personal stuff mainly because like like you know drawing all the time it can kind of like take a lot out of you and then like yeah Mm-hmm. like sometimes when I'm like done boarding for the day I'll like sit down and like oh I have an idea to like you know this is what I want to draw right now but like my body just like does not want to do it so um <laughs> it's been kind of hard to like balance like you know drawing for work and also drawing for myself and reminding like myself mm-hmm. that like you know I do this for fun as well like I love doing it yeah. as a job but like I also like from the beginning have always been doing it for myself and for fun I haven't mm-hmm. been able to find the time to work on personal projects and like me and my group of friends from college, we made this like little like independent studio called Studio Rana. And like mm. when we first started that, we knew that we wanted to work on like a pitch Bible for just like for fun and like for portfolio work. And like uh, we've been going like on and off working on it, not working on it because everyone's just been busy and like, yeah, you know, c- scheduling gets really chaotic. And like that's mm-hmm. something that we've been meaning to like go back to because we have like a lot of like um, the character designs down, the script down for it. And like we just want to like get to boarding and like actually animating it like maybe for youtube or something um so we have mm-hmm. like kind of a good portion of like our pitch bible done so like that's something that we've been meaning to go back to as like a personal project so yeah i'm like yeah not currently working on anything right now personally i would love to but it's just like i need to find that energy no for sure i'm definitely struggling with that myself i like exactly like exactly you said trying to remind yourself that drawing is fun you do this for something you do this for you but Definitely finding that energy of, you know, drawing all day and then having to draw for yourself. It's like you just find other things to occupy yourself. Like um, I'm currently uh, living with my um, my in-laws right now. And like my suegro, like my my father-in-law, like he's a chef. He's a professional chef. And like sometimes the last thing he wants to do is like come home and cook. You know, he's cooking all day. He doesn't want to cook when he gets home. But sometimes when, some, when he's really craving something, he's like, oh, I want to cook this. I want to do this. I want to get this these spices this mm-hmm. meat blah, blah 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 and make this little thing but like something has to like like an inspiration has to come through and it's it's great to kind of see him still be like excited to cook certain things that he wants but like there's days that like 
that just do takeout or like I don't want to <laughs> yeah, even yeah. be in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's hard out here, really. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the the next thing I want to kind of ask is that well, going back to like the studio Rana, is it Frog? <laughs> yeah, it's Frog. Or, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Studio Frog. <laughs> Yeah, our friend who like actually thought of the idea of creating our own little independent studio, Christina Barclay, like super amazing like person, like more of like on uh, on the management like management like side of like animation, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they they're, like super obsessed with frogs and like they love how <laughs> like frog sounds in Spanish like Rana, so they're like oh like mm-hmm. let's just go with Studio Rana, so it's like oh we just went with that and we have like our little That's logo so with like a little frog too, it's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool. Yeah, I was wanted to. Be, I wanted to be sure. I was like, okay, I wonder if that's yeah. like intentional. Like, I was like, it's frog in Spanish, or like they were just trying to find like a fun pair of words that sound like. Oh, this sounds like a fun thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have like a whole like frog aesthetic. It's super cute. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the next thing I kind of want to segue into is like, how do you feel like your cultural background, being like Latina, has influenced you, your art? It's been like kind of a recent development, like realizing that I can create stories for like a latina audience and like Mm -hmm. looking within like myself and like my family and our background and like kind of finding stories there it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's been more of like a recent development i hadn't actually like really made characters or stories pertaining to like like latino hispanic culture up until like college which is like Mm -hmm. like why so late i don't know um Mm -hmm. but it's been really fun to like just do a bunch of a bunch of research on like nicaraguan like culture and folklore and stuff I'm, i'm mainly like like to make stories around like mythology and like folklore mm-hmm. and stuff so mm-hmm. i definitely feel like in recent years i've been looking a lot like within like my identity and like myself and like trying to bring like those stories out so it's definitely been like a lot more of an influence nowadays as opposed to like back in high school and middle school where like i was still like in my like crazy anime phase where like all my characters are like either white or like japanese and stuff which is like that's mm-hmm. fine but like now i'm actually like looking within like my community and like realizing like oh there's a there's so much to say there's so much to tell like Mm -hmm. it's been like really fun to like doing a bunch of research like talking to like my family and like slowly learning spanish like i suck at spanish like um, (laughs) and just like yeah looking to see like what lies like within my background and how i can actually like create stories and stuff from there yeah I like that, though. I'm glad that you're getting more into it now. I feel like it's never too late to kind of reflect back on your culture and kind of see how it can inspire you. It doesn't always have to be a big part, but like just acknowledging that it is a part of you in some way, shape or form. And I feel like one of the things that I feel like I know you for or one of the things like I remember seeing on like Twitter and Instagram, I was like, oh, that was that was her was uh, that was Amy was um, the whole daisy daisy being like yeah. more like very like la- latina-esque or mm. with darker skin like i love that i think that's great like was that just for fun like because i feel like you do it now every year the way you always draw her now you draw her with with latina influences yeah it's been kind of like i mainly just like do it for fun and like i i've always like loved daisy as like a character and like i love just taking characters that i grew up with and you know just making them latina for fun because like i don't know like <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to like see myself a whole lot more and like all the characters that I love. So it's like just I have free reign. I'm an artist. Why not just do that? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I, I've seen like comments and stuff of people saying like, you know, the most heinous shit ever mm-hmm. about it. But it's like I that's a reason why I don't engage like with audiences all that much, because like I don't want to get into all that drama. I'm literally like just drawing for myself. I want to draw characters mm-hmm. Latino and like 
literally do my own thing. I am doing this for me. So um, mm-hmm. it's mainly just came out of like that, like drawing Daisy and like other characters as Latino, like that just kind of came out of like a place of like, you know, wanting to see myself more and like all the characters that I mm-hmm. love. So yeah, it's been fun doing that. <laughs> no, that's great. It's Honestly, like, really like, I, like every time I see it, I was like, Daisy is Latina. Like Daisy yeah. now in my in my head canon, she's like Latina. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, sorry, I cut you off. You, what were you saying? No, I'm I'm just agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> Before we start wrapping up soon, one of the other things I kind of want to ask is, what are some of your, like your future aspirations for yourself? I know, like with the whole doing the indie studio thing, I know, like I don't know if that's something bigger that you guys want to do, but like, yeah, what do you see for yourself in this industry? Um, yeah, I I guess like growing Studio Rana with me and my friends, like growing that is definitely like a priority because like we do have like a lot of ideas that we just want to share out with the world. We think that like our pitch Bible is like super fun and creative and it'd be fun to like see how people react to it. Like we want to grow that. That's more on like the indie side in terms of like uh, industry stuff. Like I really would love to like work on like feature, just continue working like in TV, like oh you know go up the ranks there I just kind of like want to like feel all of it I want to like get a taste of like maybe directing or maybe even show running at some point I do have like some ideas for like fun shows that also like pertain to like Mm -hmm. Latina characters and like I would love to work on like a feature and uh understand the pipeline there a bit more everything just seems really fun I would love to just like dip my toes into literally everything Mm. that's great yeah yeah absolutely well that's that's great. Thanks for, you know, thanks for coming on and talking with us. Before we get into our final question, uh, where can our audience find you? And is there anything else you would like to promote? Uh, yeah, everyone can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. I'm Amy Toe on all those platforms. A-M-E-E-T-O-E. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like when I first made that username, I was so dumb. I thought like I was like, I, I had like noticed that like, you know, when like your auntie or like your tia like calls you like your name and then that adds like a ito or ita at the end i was uh-huh. like oh mm-hmm. they're calling me amy toe like i'm a little amy but it's like they were calling <laughs> me amy ta and like for some reason i was so convinced like it was an o so like i just kind of like phonetically typed that out on like all my like you know socials and stuff and like that's been my username since forever so i'm like oh uh, mm, i that needs to be corrected somewhere down the line but i don't know well <laughs> Maybe that would it's come really too, but like, cute. yeah, you can just find me uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr as Amy Toe. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. And as we come to a close, is there any final advice that you want to bestow on those that want to pursue a career in animation? Mm, I would say definitely trust yourself and trust, you know, higher ups, trust like your team, trust in them believing in you, like, you know, if you land a job and you're feeling like super down about like you're in like what you're doing and like the position you're in and like the work that you're doing, if you're feeling down, like literally just remind yourself that like your team trusts you and they chose you for a reason. They trust in your sensibilities. They think you're like a really great fit. So it's like trust them. And like also like trust your sensibilities and like your skills. Like it's so easy to like, you know, let imposter syndrome uh, creep up on you and like take over. But it's like, you've honed your skills for like so long and like you know what you're doing like you have to really just like trust the process and trust yourself so i guess like mm-hmm. yeah that'd be my advice just like trust all around <laughs> well put mm-hmm. perfect advice thank you again and if you audience enjoyed our interview with amy today 
Please rate and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at straightaheadap. If you have any suggestions for future guests, please contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. We love discovering new professionals and want to use this platform to boost these voices of the future. Special thanks to our editor, Ashley Itliong. And finally, a big thanks to our music composer, Daniel Rodier. Thanks again for listening. And thank you once again to our guest who has a bright future straight ahead. Until next week, have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Woo. <laughs> that's, that's a wrap. Cool. Cool.